Noche Galactica, episode 41, Dia de los Dudes. In this episode, we talk to men from the hood about toxic masculinity, relationships, love, and growing up in East Oakland. What's up, beautiful people? It's Poeta Mapache here, back again, and Triple D's. So, you know, right now we're getting back together with a lot of our old folks and everything, so we're naming this night Dia de los Dudes. Again, Triple D. Back at you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Poeta Galactico, and, and it's a pleasure to have you back on, man. Noche Galactica misses you. Um, but today we have two more guests in the building, right? And I want to talk a little bit about where we are. Um, we are in a really special place today where we spent a lot of our young life uh, navigating and, and sitting around this this table and just talking about where we wanted to be in the future. And now we are in the future in our 30s. Yeah. Um, so once again, I'm Poeta Galactico. This is Noche Galactica, a special episode. It's year two anniversary of dropping podcasts, man. Yeah. You know? Year two, you know, again, Poeta Mapache here back again. And yeah, it's year two is a very special episode for us because like we said before, we started a podcast to go ahead and inform people and give people a space to be able to speak and talk. And now we're giving that opportunity to a lot of our people over here too and getting a lot of us back into everything. We're jumping back into it, man. This is just like a pool. We're about to dive in. So, I'm Poeta Galactico. I'm Poeta Mapache. And let's go ahead and introduce the new poetas in the building. This is Poeta Hoser. Poeta Hoser, tell us a little, a little bit about you, Poeta Hoser. Yeah, I was born here in Oakland, hey. um, right in the middle of everything, where the, like you said, the epicenter, where everything happens, all the action is going on around here. Um, I grew up around here, we moved around a lot, um, but it's always in the same area, uh, not too far, but uh, yeah. I just want to put a, a location to, to the, uh, the listener of where we at, we are in. High Street, you know? Bam, big, bad, bim, <laughs> We are in High Street in East Oakland, um, and this is where a lot of memories happen, so it's a, it's a special night tonight, but we got one more Poeta in the building to introduce. What's up, y'all? This is Poeta Phoenix, just uh, coming live at you, first time on the podcast, pretty happy to be here. Amazing, amazing. Here Thank go, you. Thank you for holding the space, and we are here today uh, because we've been talking lately a lot about relationships in our early 20s um, and relationships in our 30s or or no yes, relationships yes. in our 30s right <laughs> there we go um, and this is definitely a conversation among men uh, acknowledging the journey that we go through life when it comes down to relationships mm-hmm. shout uh, out you know I, I just want to name that Poeta Mampache he has an episode where he talks about this girl from Texas. It's the most popular episode, man, where you talk about the girl from Texas. You break it down. There were some listeners that they're still wondering what happened to the girl in Texas. What's going on? Oh, yeah. We, we got a little bit of a small update on that and everything as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, we can go ahead and go into that and everything. Uh, first, though, I want to go ahead and mention that, you know, I did go ahead and come to realize that in that relationship, I did have some, you know, some manly te- toxin toxicity going on mm. and stuff there um and you know like every guy even if they think they're being the hero the white knight everything you know the save the whole kind of person and everything 
Save a hoe kind of person. Save a hoe, man. Save a hoe. Okay. And, you know, I apologize to all the women out there. You guys are not hoes. Unless you are trying to be a hoe, then, you know, welcome to the podcast, hoe. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, hey. We're going to dive in. So, the first the first question I want to pose to the to the team here, to the group of poetas, is are, are men toxic in relationships, right? And that might sound like, of course, Poeta Galactico, <laughs> we are toxic. But um, I just want to dive in into some specifics. Uh, and again, there's a lot of young people listening to this podcast. Uh, all of us here are over the age of 30, and we have gone through a lot of stuff. So it, it would help a lot of people reflection of where they are in life. And what are some common things that you heard growing up about relationships? Like how did men talk to women? How, what was their reaction so I, would, I just want to open the floor with that. Um, what was your first interaction with relationships, right? Um, on that end, like, we talked recently, and we still remember the whole thing that happened between both of us, and we both realized that we're just, like, stupid little kids back then. Let me, let me, let me put a pause, put a pin on that. I don't know, I don't know if it's the quarantine, but Puerto Mapache gave me hard, gave me hard to this conversation. Like I said, and I've told you guys before and everything, I'm not the kind of person that's going to bullshit you guys around or anything, I'm going to give you the straight up honest answer, and if you guys do not like it, then we can go ahead and take it somewhere else, because Man, you know. this is this is a round table of men over the age of 30, so... This is definitely Noche Galactica after dark. It just turned that into a second. But <laughs> there we go, you know, <laughs> Moscow no meals in hand. Hashtag no filter for sure. But I just want to pose this question to uh, Poeta Phoenix here. What was your, your interaction or your mentality growing up um, when it comes down to relationships? Did you feel like you had to talk to women in a certain way? I mean, a lot of people are pretty much hearing this also, I guess, came from a... Uh, religious background as well and been brought up a certain way thinking you know you gotta show this you gotta do this but then when you see out there in the world as they say you see some of these females the dudes talking down to them like talking to them talking to them like a like a straight up dog and some of these females react to that in a positive way mm. you know and it's a little confusing because you're taught one thing, but then from one side, then you see something else and you try to figure it out. And as a young kid, no one really explains it to you why this and why that. So you're left, you know, to your own, you know, pretty much demise or where you decide which way, which path you want to take. Um, me, myself, I try to be as respectful as possible, you know, if... They uh, showed the same respects. Uh, other than that, I would shut shit down as best as possible and try to just keep it moving. Mm. But you know, it was difficult. That's that's thank thank you for that. I think that opens up the the, the floor for even a, a, a deeper question, right? Which is, do you think the environment? And I want to go to both the hoser on this one. Do you think the environment of where you grow up defines how you um, talk to women? Or, 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 yeah, your partner or the potential person you want to be with for the rest of your life. Um, going back to Poetas Mapache's point, like growing up, young teenager, like talking yeah. to a woman, um, that demeanor, do you think the environment that you live in and grew up in defines how you talk to them? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a, your environment, what you see around you. 
uh, especially if you're young, you, you see, you don't have the experience, so you're looking around to see how, how you're supposed to act, how you're, what you're supposed to do, what you're, what you're supposed to say. And I think like around our area, you would see a lot of, you know, you need to assert your, your masculinity. You can't let a girl talk down to you. Yeah, you gotta dominate them, and then like like uh, boy, the Phoenix says, um, you know, sometimes a woman's reaction. If you react kind of in a positive way, I wouldn't say a positive way, but you would see stuff like if you saw a girl who got treated like disrespected in the most like, inhumane way. There you go. You took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see them go right back to the guy, and then you're gonna be like, oh, maybe that's how I should act. Mm. Maybe that's what I, I need to be doing if I want to keep a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, because what I'm doing, like, sometimes, like, I grew up, I didn't want to be mean to a woman. But sometimes you're nice, as nice as you can be, or are too nice sometimes. And then you don't you don't really get what you're expecting out of the relationship. But you see people disrespecting the other part, your partners. They're coming back. You're like, maybe that's what I need to do to, to be able to keep a partner. That, that, I think that is a good point. Um, but I'm about your thoughts on if the environment that you are grew, uh, you grew up in defines the way you um, talk to women. Most definitely. Um, I mean, for my first experience with a woman and everything, or I don't even want to say it the other way. <laughs> Anyways, my first experience with a woman, it really dealt from a point of view where we were seeing everything happening around us, but then we were still too young to really understand it. And that forced us to try to understand what was going on around us, and it forced us to experiment, you know? Mm. And then that drama makes it into something else, which causes you to go ahead and actually turn, like what the, um, Hoser B said. Um, it causes you to go ahead and, like, learn and dislearn certain things that are necessary for a relationship. Um, for example, middle school taught me that if I was not the one in charge of the relationship, then the relationship wasn't anything that was valid. Um, and in order to validate that relationship, the woman needed to be underneath me and she needed to know what I needed and what I wanted in order to go ahead and earn that respect from her. Um, sadly enough, I didn't listen to that. And, you know, the first actual person that I actually thought I loved back then oh wow, actually slipped away from me. So, so hey. that that is, I just want to put this on the record for today. Boy, Tamapache said the word love. The L word. The L word, okay? What is love? Go check out episode 27. Yes, Um, yes. But I just want to bring us back to this conversation of the environment that you live in defines the way you talk to women, right? And of course, it defines a lot of other things. But we live in East Open, right? For sure. All our lives, I know you guys for a long, like a lifetime. Um, And I feel that we grew up in this idea that East Oakland is a place of resilience, survival, you grind it out, you make things happen, but that translates into your relationship too, right? Uh, Poeta Phoenix, I, I'm sure you had your, your you know, accumulative relationships um, where you have navigated life. Has that transpired into survival mode relationships? In a way, it, it plays a part in it where you try to figure it out and you know, when you start developing feelings for that other person, it's like you want to do whatever you can to stay or keep that person with you. And that's where, you know, a lot of people might get that 
idea of, well, I need to do this, or I need to do that, or I need to switch it up, I need to do this, because obviously what I'm doing now is not working, this person, and you start overthinking it, you start overdoing things, and then end up pretty much setting yourself up for that relationship's demise that you're trying to avoid, um, so you can't overthink it, you just gotta play your part, I guess you could say, do what you can, learn from it, um, but again, when feelings play a big part in it, it's easier said than done, you know, um, especially when emotions come into it, uh, you just gotta, like you said, try to figure it out, and then primal instincts kick in, like you said, survival mode, where you wanted to survive, but to a point where so crazy where you hear stories of people talking about well if I can have you nobody can have you you know going into that negative mentality or you know some people go to the other way it's like well you know shit happens keep it pushing keep it pushing keep it moving mm-hmm. you know thank you thank you um the next the next question posing to a boy that poser is are men toxic uh yeah yeah uh, I think every man has the potential to be toxic. Um, and then sometimes we don't mean to be toxic, but like you said, our environment plays a big part in our, our actions, how we uh, act in a relationship. Um, and we see that toxic relationships sometimes work, and or our environment shows us that, so that's what we try to portray, that's what we mimic, um, even though that's not what we want. Um, sometimes you know, we don't realize it till later. I think we do need to reflect after a relationship, Okay, what, what happened? Um, what, what's going on? What, what went good? What went wrong? Um, what can I do better? Because um, obviously you can only control what you do. You can't control another person. Um, but yeah, we definitely have the potential to be toxic. Definitely. Um, with, with that with that point, I want I want to pivot to Puerto Mapache and just ask the question of toxic masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we read a book, the will, with the will to Change yes. by Bell Hooks, which he talks about toxic masculinity and how that impacted us at a really young age. Uh, and it's really rooted in, in a place of how you grow up, the way you see men, the patriarchal yes. ways that, you know, the systems are in place for men to be superior um, of women. Um, sadly, that's how we, we grew up. Um, but at what point did you yourself, um, now you're 30, you just turned 30, right? You just turned 30. 9-11. So you make it to the 30s club. Um, at, what, at what point in your life you realize, man, I'm a toxic dude? Or have you ever realized that? To be honest, now that I've reflected back on a lot of my relationships, which, again, I have not been in a relationship since I was 23, 24. Keeping um, it celibate. There we go, you know, monk life. <laughs> monk life. the life. Um... I've reflected on a lot of my relationships. The only one that I can really see myself not really being too toxic was my very first relationship. Other than that, again, I thought I had to go ahead and dominate the relationship to go ahead and have a valid relationship with everybody around me. And again, all in itself, I had to validate it with everybody around me in order to make it a real relationship, which again becomes toxic to the woman and the relationship itself because you're not just seeing it as a two-person kind of relationship, you're seeing it as an environmental relationship. 
which and that it entails that you need to go ahead and have that relationship validated by your family your friends and on top of everything else anybody else you know around in your circle which a relationship really shouldn't be that um going back to the girl from texas because that's the real like she's popular on this on this on this podcast power to her and everything you know she's having her own life she's married already so oh you keep taps on her uh, no, actually, she went ahead and updated me. She got married, so okay. I'm like more power to her and everything. You know, much love. I have no hate towards her anymore, and that that's why I want to go ahead and touch on this relationship because for a good amount of time, there was a part of me that went to a very dark place where everything that I tried to figure out about myself turned into hatred for her. Mm. She who shall not be named. It's the one that she, she shall, not, shall not be named. Mm-hmm. But I can't name her now. I've moved on, like I said. Um, Give I, her a shout out. I, I don't know if we um, I uh, don't think I should name her okay. on here. I can, okay. but I shouldn't name her because... It's you know, toxic. Well, well not, 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 not in that case. Um, it's more of a whole fucking point of like, you know... Personal. She person. doesn't know that she's on here. Mm. And I want to keep it that way. Beautiful. The See, only thing that I'm revealing is she is a, tex- a girl from Texas. Anonymity. And that's it, pretty much. Um, but this girl did have a lot to play in my life. Um, we went ahead and got together at around the age of like 19, 20. Um, and then everything went ahead and like switched over. Um, I went to go visit her in Texas and I realized that when I was there with her in Texas, I wanted to give her everything. Like I wanted to keep her to myself. So I had to prove myself to her by giving her everything that she wanted or needed or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned back in the whole in the whole other podcast uh, where I talk about her, where it's pretty much revolving around her, um, that I had to buy the alcohol for her birthday. Because mm-hmm. when I went down there, it was her birthday. Um, $230 went down the drain right there. Mm-hmm. Give me a heads up. Um, on top of that, I felt like if she rejected me, then that meant that I needed to do something else to go ahead and win her affection. And then I realized that all that affection and love and whatever I thought I was giving to her was actually pushing her away. Mm. And that's where the whole toxicity came from. And for all of, again, for all of you guys out there, there are Captain save a going ahead and trying to be the White Knight, whatever you want to go ahead and name it, even Simp, whatever the fuck it is. You got to understand that, yes, it's okay to love a woman. It's okay to give her power. It's okay to go ahead and, yes, put her on a pedestal. But remember that a lot of these things that you're doing is toxic, not just for you, but to her. And in a lot of ways, you push her away. So you need to understand the person you're trying to be with and if they're about it. They're about that life. Pretty much, you know. Because like I said, you know. Not every woman out there is a hoe, but there's women out there that are trying to go ahead and be hoes. And for you, I have much love too, because you know, at least you go ahead and admit it that you're a hoe, and you're trying to go ahead and be that hoe. Keeping it one Okay. What the easier to go by uh, sugar babies nowadays? Sugar babies nowadays. Pretty much. Or, 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 um, or cougars. Uh, I mean, cougars. Or there's a, there's a term out there. It's called, uh, uh, what's that called? The, Which one? Do, they have a private account. 
and they do it. Uh, oh, uh, what's that called? What's that called? Come on, people. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. There you go. We got OnlyFans. Which and is I have sick. a friend that has her own OnlyFans, too. OnlyFans, but, uh, dang. Hey, they're independent. Independent. And they're independent. They're making the money. Independent. Nice. Um, nice, nice. I want to reel, reel back into this uh, masculine toxicity, right? Uh, I know Boy Tamapache mentioned that he learned that at a pivotal point in one of his relationships when he was 19, 20, that he was doing toxic things um, by trying to stay with this person, trying to keep her. Um, maybe she was getting pushed away because you were doing too much. Yes. Um, and, and I just want to pass that around and kind of just ask people at what point you decided that, man, I'm, I'm a toxic guy in a relationship. Was it during a relationship or was it like after? I'm going to go to uh, Boy that Jose on this one. Hmm. I, I want to say it's like after. Because for me, when I'm in a relationship, I don't think... I, I think everybody thinks they're doing the right thing when they're in the relationship. Um, I, I think the communication, lack of communication, kind of uh, kills it. Um, just trying to, trying to get your point across, trying to make your partner f- feel what you're feeling, know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, it doesn't work. You got to kind of talk to them, let them know how you're feeling, kind of talk things through. And then it's not till like the end of the relationship when you're um, not together anymore and you're thinking, man, what could I have done? And you start thinking like, man, I, I was kind of selfish. Like, cause to be honest, I can say like in some of my relationships, I was thinking I was doing the right thing. But in reality, I was just being pretty selfish. And I was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This is like, that's not right. That's not the right thing to do in a relationship. But then I'm just being selfish cause I'm not thinking about the other person. Like, well, why are they doing it? Why why is this going on? Um, what's their situation? What's their take on this? Um, I'm just thinking about what I think is right. And I'm not thinking about what, what, they're, what they're going through, their emotions, their, their things that's going on. Um, so that, that's how I think I'm being toxic, not wanting to, but... Um, it's the only thing you probably know at that yes, point. Yes, exactly. True. You know? That's true. Like, if you grow up, I mean, everybody around this table has grown up uh, for the majority of our lives with that father figure. You know? sure. Right. And I feel like that plays, I, I, when you think about it now as a 31 year old, like that hits me differently than when I was 21. That's true. Because when I was 21, I was like, my dad passed away. Yeah, I, I, I got to grind. I got to keep pushing. But I don't have no mentorship of how to become a, a, a man. A, yes. Like really? a man that's able to navigate life. Right. That's true. And I feel that when you want have a dad you at least have a, a compass of like that's the way I should behave that's the way I should navigate but what you don't you kind of making it on your own uh, boy the phoenix I see you trying to drop some knowledge please go ahead tell us yeah well I was trying to like now that you mentioned I'm thinking about it's like yeah like all of us here at the table at the moment pretty much like you said lost our fathers or at the age of you know 20 or possibly younger and uh at a pinnacle point. At a pinnacle point, yeah, exactly. And our lives were, you know, we're still learning and stuff. I mean, and at that point, most of us here, you know, we, not to say, you know, because we're Hispanic, yeah, we we have this, you know, this, uh, this um, way of growing up, but a lot of Hispanic background family, families with that Hispanic background, you're taught to not show emotion. Men don't cry, you know. Men don't show emotion. You don't have emotion. And like I said, not that it's just that. In Oakland, you know, you're raised to, you know, be hard and shit. Most of us here, we 
listen to Master P. We listen to shout out Master P. Uh, you know, E-40, a lot of folks out there, you know, rap. We've listened to a lot of rap. And, I mean, a lot of it shows us, uh, you know, I mean, that's one of the ways I've learned how to grow up, not just the uh, because of the lack of, uh, you know, of a male figure in our lives, but that was the only other male figure um, in my life where I was like, okay, and like I said before, I mean, we see things in different backgrounds, and then you see something physically with your eyes, and it's like, yeah, this person, this female is being treated you know, very bad, but yet she keeps running back to this person. So I was like, okay, this is what we're going to be going about. And I think that too plays a big role in a toxic relationship where you don't know how to deal with your emotions because you're brought up to, or you're, you think you're not to show emotion because that's not a man. And Unfortunately, that type of mentality is hard to break, but it's not impossible. You know, that just takes time and it takes a strong will to want to change, to want to break that cycle. Because we go around in life and we see a lot of people continuing that cycle. And not only in their life, but in their kids' life. Because we know a lot of people who have kids, us ourselves, we don't have kids. But we have friends and family who have kids and that cycle continues in their life. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, we're not the parents, so we can't, you know, put our two cents in there. But we can try to be there for the kids, you know, show them. But, of course, we can't, you know, be the adult parent figure for them that falls on their parents. Yeah. I I just want to say on that note about having an understanding how to break the cycle, right? Um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of us here are educators um, and we work in different systems where we got to code switch, right? In order to adapt to a certain situation. Um, and I just feel that there's a lot of times where you got to uh, fit the mold for something. And in, in, the, in the world, especially right now, there's this talk about self-love, toxic masculinity we're dropping all these terms right we're dropping that people should have more access to education we drop all these terms which is valid you know it's beautiful it's amazing but there's there's little people having conversations in the hood like we having right now about how the mentality should shift right a lot of this podcast a lot of a lot of people talking about high level academia i having conversations with people who already know how to yeah. navigate those systems, right? Yeah. But we are here right now, I just want to acknowledge that, that we're here right now in the hood talking about toxic masculinity and how to switch the dynamics of those um, structures, you know? So I really want to appreciate Boyd the Phoenix for, for raising that up of, yeah, like people are not having these conversations. We just go by what we see. And, and that's what's happening with kids, you know, in, in, in East Oakland and I'm sure in, in different areas of the US and the world that no one is having the conversations where they need to be had. In a table where we grew up, where we talked to women, where we did all this crazy stuff, we yeah. back in here saying, you know what? We got to activate this and talk about toxic masculinity. So thank you for that. With that question, I'm going to go ahead and pivot to a, a sensitive subject, you know? Um, of course, when it comes down to toxic masculinity, um, we are always talking about men. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like men have 
um, in history had had the power to like be the authority figure, yeah. be you know, it is. We try to kind of dismantle that even in this in this exactly. conversation. But the question I want to post out here to the group is: the woman. I can't so, even see, get it I, out, man. I, I, I'm honestly <laughs> glad you're going ahead and at least starting that sentence because I gotta say this. Fuck yes, women are toxic as well, and whoever is out there trying to say that women are fucking perfect and shit, no, just like us, you guys have your flaws, mm. okay? So for everybody out there that's a fucking queen, there's a king out there and shit that matches you perfectly. Mm. But at the same time, there's also a toxic person that matches you perfectly, okay? Mm. So mm. please don't go ahead and put yourself out there saying, hey, I'm the perfect queen out here. Oh my God, nobody treats me right. All this shit. <laughs> oh my God, my nail broke. Nah, because that's not going to fly with me, okay? Nails done, Look, hair done, everything. Exactly. Dead. See, hair I'm not going to lie. I will treat you the same as you guys treat fleek. everybody else in your life. Is fleek still a thing Okay. Now? Fleek, no, I Fleek went out a long yeah, time ago, bro. I was like 2015. See, I'm 35, yeah. so... So, I mean, you see, like, Fleek, um, 100, all that shit, that shit's out the window now. Bro, I still yeah. see 100. There's no yeah. more 100? Um, 100s for those people that are still, you know, stuck in the books, barely uh, looking on, on, you know, social media and stuff bro, like that. I, guess, about that, I, mean, I, I still use yeah. 100. 100. It's, it's all good, it's all good. But bringing us back, man, bringing us bring back. back. Bringing us back. Let me pose a question out there. I want to go on record. I want to go on record for this one. Okay. Are women toxic? Yeah. 100% yes. Yeah. I mean, if, if just like men are toxic and just like women can do anything men can do, women can be toxic as well. You don't want to say, like as a male, you don't want to say or do anything that might offend or might be taken as something as offensive or negative. But unfortunately, thanks to our, you know, our uh, olders, our elders in the past that, uh, you know, set up these things. I mean, we did not set any of this stuff up as 30-year-olds, but we were raised with this mentality, and we are some of the few that are breaking this mentality and trying to, you know, make this work. But at the same time, we're human. We're not perfect. You know, we're trying to make it work as well. And like you guys said, equality works both ways, just like in the positive and the negative, where... Men can be toxic, women can be toxic as well. But just like anything in life, changes come and you need to be able to either move forward with the changes or stay in the past. Or wait for the bus. Like in Yo, the bench I, or something. I, I, I will say never wait for that bus because sometimes that bus never fucking shows up. It's not fun being bus. Okay, I, I, I'm going to say that for a fact because, you know, the bus never showed up for me when I really needed it to be mm -hmm. there. Ooh. I gotta say that, you know. Gotta get the buzz, man. That's true. That's um, true. That was, that was a really good point. Um, for that, Phoenix. Um, I just want to go ahead and echo that these conversations. I wish that people are having it more. What it matters. I feel like when you when you get to a level of privilege, when you have had the education of like university, and you end up having like a master or a PhD, you 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 are able to conscientize all these things and 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 say, yeah, like I'm woke and I'm able to name that. Toxicity is a thing, but the real groundwork is happening in the hood. Let's have those rock conversations. So I appreciate your your vulnerability to put those things out there and naming them, right? Um, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and pivot with this question to with uh, the hoser, and and ask the same question, right? Like, uh, are women toxic? And and do you have specific examples of like, man, this is the moment where I realize 
I was toxic, but dang, you toxic too. Yeah. Man, yeah. Um, yeah, women can definitely, I mean, to answer the question with another question, are, are, are they human? Because... <laughs> Because human people, the humans aren't perfect. We make mistakes and, and, and we can be toxic. Every human, I think, has the ability to be toxic. With the exception of like newborns, they don't know any better. They only know what they're taught. And if, you know, if we're toxic, then they're going to learn toxic stuff from us. Um, so, yeah, women can definitely be toxic. I, I know I can be toxic, definitely, because I like to reflect on, on stuff that I've done. Because like I said before, you can only control what you do. You can't control what other people do. But yeah, the, the thought of other people's toxicity does come across. Like I know women that will... Um, Strategize, right? Very much so, dude. Uh, it, it, it makes me want to... I, I don't like to, but it kind of seems like... Call them like they're like snake-like. They just slither around. And get get around. They're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna plan this out. I'm gonna slither around over here, and I'm gonna get this thing right here that I want. But I'm gonna do all this over here first. Mm-hmm. And I know how to get to where I want. Um, uh, and and it's a game. It's a game. Um, you know, we live in a time where yeah. where dating. I think even being in a relationship becomes more like a like a ping pong. Like you got to make sure you're ready with your paddle to hit it back. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a little bit frustrating at times. Yeah, it can be. It can be because like you said there's some folks that are aware of it, and some folks who are living that fairy tale life of oh, I'm gonna find my you know Prince Charming, Prince Charming, or if guys are like I'm gonna find my lady in distress and be the hero and come and save the day. I am the White Knight. And I mean, we get this going on where in reality. From what I've learned in my short life of 35, because everybody who's older than me tells me, I'm, oh, you're still a baby. But uh, from what I've learned is, I mean, in any real life situation, how women have been raised and men have been raised, women want to find a male who is able to support them financially, emotionally, and be able to be there when things come up. And, of course, they see, of course, you see some females who just say, okay, well, let me see. This guy got this, this, and that. All right, I could get him for this She takes my money. Exactly. <laughs> you know I'm in <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's, a, there's an interception, right, between... Mm-hmm. Being being with someone who's toxic, either a man or a female, um, or a pan. Yep, uh, being toxic. Um, but then there's also this level of salute like everybody. salute, salute. There's this level of uh, is is am I at the right stage of my life to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. When it comes down to one, emotionally balanced. Yeah. Two, financially stable. Right and three, am I at the place of my career life to be in a relationship? That's true. Do I need to invest in myself first, or do I dive in into this relationship? No parachute. I did that multiple times, and it didn't work out. But That's I want to go ahead and pivot to Puerto Mapache <laughs> and talk a little bit about like how do you navigate those three different levels, right? Which is like, does education matter when you are in a relationship? So 
first, I want to go ahead and pivot a little bit back to okay. what take me back. What that po- uh, what Wait, that po- hoser? Yeah, what, what the hoser said a little bit before. Okay. Are women human? Oh, you. you, you. First of all, uh, women. Like women are from Venus and men are from Mars. I mean, we've been raised with that for the yeah, past. Yeah, but you know, 20, 30 at least years. we can go ahead and stand our own farts. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay. Nah, nah, I'm just messing with you. All right. Nah, but anyway, so. Yeah, there goes dudes out here. There we go, there we go. Dutch ugly. Anyways, though, I do want to touch on that point. Women, understand men are brought up a certain way. Breed, move forward, make money, take care of a family. If you are looking for something specifically, do not be afraid to mention it to a man. And men, same thing. Yeah, communication. Yeah. Exactly. Do not be afraid to mention it to a woman. If you're into a certain thing, if you want to go ahead and do something special with your woman or with your man, name it. And I'm not going to okay. say race plays a big part in this, but your culture and your your upbringing, upbringing and religion plays a big part. Mm. Because if you're raised a certain way and you stay in that lane, of course... You're going to have that mentality of, well, like you said, men have been raised at a certain point of this, 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 and that. Exactly. So when men are raised with that, and you got to remember, yes, women are smarter than men as a lot of this stuff is going on. And men, yeah, we're simple-minded. We're raised in a certain way where we're pretty much routine. You're shown this, 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 and that, and when something doesn't fit that criteria, we're, we're, it's like, you know, error, error. It's computer error where our brain is like, what the fuck? And it's like, I don't know what to do. I was never shown this when if this potential thing comes up. And that's where a lot of issues come up as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to exactly. interrupt. No, 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 you're totally but fine. Let me, let me, let me just let's stop there, there we and go. call the question. I just want to touch on something that boy at the Phoenix brought up, right? I'm going to give you a scenario, and you Let's guys are going to give me your input, right? Got it. So, we are, all of us in this table are 30. Um, yes. And let's say... Um, well, correction. We're not 30. We're in our 30s. We're in our 30s. We're in our 30s. And let's say that, you know, most of us... I'm 30. Let's say that majority on this table, we did not graduate from university. Right. We did not. Uh, and we, we can say that proudly because we have survived. Exactly. We have to make We've it. actually yeah. climbed the ladder far enough without needing a diploma or anything. We don't need it. But do you think that a person, and I'm going to take it even more farther down the ladder, where do you think a dropout from high school can be in a relationship with a person who has a PhD or a master's degree? Do you guys mind if I take the first time? Go for it. For All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So I think, fuck yes. Okay, so I have no sort of like college education degrees or anything like that. Yes, I did graduate from high school. And yes, I do educate myself whenever I can. So I don't think that diplomas, education, all these different things have a big play in it. If you have an agenda for yourself and for your career, yes, it does have a play. If you're willing to go ahead and sacrifice your agenda and sacrifice your career, then, hey, the world is open to you. You can go ahead and go out there. I've known people that gone ahead and gone together with strippers. I know people that gone ahead and gone together with hookers. All these different... Correction. With adult entertainers. 
Okay, I got you guys out there. You know how much love. Um, but anyways, I know all these different peoples that come from different educational values and same thing for like um, home values and everything. And they've made it work out. If you're still worried about going ahead and impressing people out there, then a relationship isn't for you. If you're still worried about going ahead and making it happen for yourself, a relationship isn't for you. If you're worried about going ahead and making other people around you go ahead and approve of things for yourself, a relationship ain't for you. Go ahead and work in movies because, you know, that's where shit happens for you. But other than that, make sure that your mindset, your life, your career, and everything is set in the right place for you where you feel comfortable enough where you can go ahead and get into a relationship. Because right now, at my point right now, I'm not ready for a relationship again. Oh, wow. That's, Even though, you That's know, a big statement, Alex. It is. It is. Even though I did find somebody that I'm really interested in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can even go ahead and see myself down the line with this person. You do. I do. Oh. I do. We're but facts tonight. There we go. There we go. Okay. But me and this person are in two different mindsets at the moment. Mm. Do, do you mind elaborating on uh, yeah, this person wants to go ahead and start a whole new career for herself. Mm-hmm. She wants to go ahead and separate herself from her family for okay. a bit and start her life out as an actual adult. Okay. Um, she wants to go ahead and move away from Oakland, which power to her and everything. Um, I'm still not ready to go ahead and make that commitment and make that move out there yet. And so, you know, this relationship might not actually happen, but, you know. Still keeping it out there, giving it out to the universe, seeing what brings back, you know. Keep hope alive. But there we go. Okay. Right now, we're still friends. We're good friends. I'll give you guys that, you know, because you know any of you guys, you know, are trying to mingle out there. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for that. I feel like that that tells a lot. Um, I want to go ahead and transition to our next guest, Boita Hoser, and ask him, you know, do you think education levels in in couples or in people who are interested in each other? Have a a say. These can someone be with someone with a higher level of I, education? I think it's possible if you're willing to put in the work. And I think it's just a lot of work. Um, I think because of the educational um, differences, there will be a pay difference. I think they'll have different jobs. That's a big that one. that'll play That's into true. it. Um, and as a man, if the man is the one with less education, the man is probably the one with less income coming in. And um, I think that, that's a blow to their ego, mm. to a lot of men's ego. If you're, if you're winning, bringing in less money to the table than your spouse, than your significant other, you're... you're I'm sorry to cut in, but that's what I mean by being comfortable in your career. You got to be able to be comfortable in your career to take the fact that... Exactly. Your spouse or your significant other or your partner, however you want to word it, is making more than you and they're the ones taking care of the family. Exactly. I also, also, that's a good point because I also want to name that in that when we talk about if I'm the man who has the lowest education, right? Mm. And my, my partner, my woman has higher education and mm. she's doing her thing, PhD, whatever it is. And she's making more money than me, and then I feel some type of way. Is that toxic masculinity? Hmm. It can play a part into it, but the fact that you acknowledge it and want to make it non-toxic, 
it could be a positive thing. Whereas, like I said, you're seeing it and you're like, okay, well, the fact... One of those things that kind of helped me out is uh, with that kind of mentality. Because, like you said, we've seen it. We've had our, a lot of uh, adults in our lives kind of have that role. And one of the things that helped me break that type of mentality, that cycle, is watching that movie, uh, Mr. Mom. But that movie was just showing, like, you know, he lost his job, and from what I remember. And his wife went out to work, and he stayed home playing Mr. Mom, doing the mom role, cooking, cleaning, raising the kids, you know, doing all this stuff that a lot of us in the hood or a lot of men in general have been raised where, like, women cook, women clean, women, you know, pop out kids, women do this, raise the children, uh, this, this, and that. Men, you bring the bacon on the table, you do this. Um, so there's certain things out there like help break that cycle where if you wish, like I said, to break it, it can be done. It's just, you need to, like I said, put your name, put your uh, will into it. I, I just feel just on that point, and then I'm going to transition back to what the holster is that you are, when you start naming toxic masculinity, you start reimagining yourself in a different perspective, right? And then you start seeing in every crevices, oh, damn, that's toxic masculinity. That, that for example, right? Like, mm-hmm. if the woman makes more money than me, and then I start feeling some type of way, then you got to check yourself and be like, nah, like, I'm good. Like, what Boy Tamapacha yeah. said, and say, I'm good where I'm at, at exactly. the level that I'm at, and, and, and she loves me mm-hmm. because of what I am and who I am, not because of what I bring to the table, but I feel like in society, we are so caught up on, like, who makes more money has the more power, and then that's when your ego gets hurt, right? Exactly. In an environment, in a society where, you know, men are supposed to be on top of it, Men are supposed to be the ones bringing in the bread for the household. Um, and when it, the roles are switched around, um, I think we're getting better at it, though, nowadays. Um, but when the roles are switched around, it's not easy to, to, to adapt, to, to say, like, you know what, it's okay. Some people just have, some men just have a difficulty accepting that reality, whereas they're not the ones bringing the bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, like, I want to point out, too, uh, that in itself isn't toxic if you're thinking like hey i'm not comfortable with this but it can lead to toxic actions to toxic behavior um because of it if you're not feeling comfortable with that so before going into a relationship kind of i think maybe we need to reflect a little bit on where we're at and if we're ready to go to that type of relationship and go like if you're not then you're not like you just save yourself a a, a big struggle there yeah and that i mean go ahead with that well yeah that's what i was saying because like you guys were saying it's not easy for a lot of people from the hood to go into that type of mentality because from my experience, a lot of times those type of conversations are either have over a few couple of drinks or a few uh, rounds of blunts. blunts. Mm-hmm. From my experience, mm-hmm. um, from what I've seen, and uh, a lot of times it's not pretty, you know. It's a lot of shit talking. It's a lot of uh, uh, name calling. It's a lot of uh, 
what some people would consider uh, people being put down. And it's not that they're being put down. It's just that that's how a lot of us have been raised where it's like, we talk shit. We talk shit. A lot of times we don't mean it, but that's just how we were raised, mm-hmm. brought up where like, hey, fuck you, this, this, and that. You a bitch. You need to do this, 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 and that. Hey, bro, I love you. You know, one, you know, one love. Uh, but at the end, you know, at the same time, it's on that person who's on the other end of that conversation, how they interpret that whole conversation, that whole um, moment where they could look at it as, oh, this motherfucker was talking shit or this motherfucker was dropping some knowledge. And like I said, most of us born and raised here in Oakland, uh, a lot of the people listening, born and raised here in Oakland and in the hood, as they say, um, the town. In the ghetto. The, the point of there's this conversation is not happening, right? If it happens, it happens under drinks. And, yeah. and then you're yeah. you're intoxicated. Yes. It yeah. happens when you are high, and then you're not really thinking. Yeah. And and then you are naming it from a point of like feeling maybe bad, but then you don't talk about it again. And I feel like when we get into this group, we are constantly talking about, hey, how can we improve lives as men? Mm-hmm. How can we bounce back to each other and give them feedback? And I feel like that's honestly what people out there in our communities need: yeah. validation, yes, and how can we improve, right? Um, I'm going to add on to that, a safe place to go ahead and share emotions. Because mm. a lot of people go ahead and treat emotions as if it's a negative thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, like so I said, also s- comes from, like I was saying, back, you know, your upbringing, where a lot of us, you know, have been brought up as, you know, like my experience with one of our cousins has passed away. I was nine, and he was like one of our favorite cousins. And. At his viewing, I see him in a casket, and I'm crying like a little kid, because I was a little fucking kid. And my uncle comes, smacks me in the back of the head, saying, why are you fucking crying? You're a man. Stop crying. Stop fucking crying. And in my head, I was like, I'm thinking, like, dude, there's a dead family member there. But, of course... I want to, you know, make the family happy and proud of me. So I wipe the tears away and I just go the, do the whole thing as a kid does and just stop crying because that's what my family is expecting, expecting of you mm-hmm. and me, you know. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good point. And I think back to your emotions that I feel we got to change the narrative and it starts with us by having conversations like this, right? That's true. Um, sober or not. Sober or yeah, not. Yeah, and then exactly. consistently, right? Preferably consistently. sober. Preferably sober. But consistently saying, you know what, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm transitioning, and having that safe space is definitely a good one. That's true. Um, exactly. We got, we're going to transition uh, to this next topic, which is talking about uh, what what young people call it, <laughs> thirst straps, right? Ooh. We're going to talk about thirst straps. and um, Damn, I, I making I, me feel old, man. I know. It's the 30s conversation. We're doing it, man. We're in the 30s. Um, Remember, it's 2020. Shit's going to hit us. 2020, man. So, thirst straps. um, The definition of thirst straps. um, For my understanding. Yeah, for my understanding. So, you're talking about the music or the actual person? That's the thing I The actual definition of 
the wording Dirt Strap. strap. Yeah. Okay, so okay. to my knowledge, right, and not that I know, but to my knowledge, <laughs> is 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 mainly based of social media, right? That's social true. media where where you see a, a very attractive woman uh, on social media and she's a teaser, right? And and a oh, lot of name men, a lot of them. and name a lot, lot of men fall and then you slide into the DM. Right, and then you like double tap her pictures. But then there's the thing, though. You slide in a DM expecting something in return. There we go. There we go. There's an expectation. Yes. Of her hitting you back up, so you drop some game, like game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, girl, my name is Alex. You know, I love you. You know, you're beautiful out there. I seen your nappy bikini, girl. Mm. Yeah. So that is a thirst drop where you are kind of reeled in to get that. Um, a lot of women. Uh, and I'm speaking from a place of. <sighs> it's okay, man. Oh, got oh, you. No, much love here. I know, I know. It's, it's hard to get it out, but I'm speaking it from is. a it place. Safe space, <laughs> it's a safe space. I'm speaking from a place. It's a sanctuary of, here. Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from a place of um, of going through the process, right? Of falling through a thirst trap where where someone hits you up, and then you just kind of get reeled in. Of course, you have the same. Um, it's, it's your fault as well for falling into that. That's you know? true. But I mean, you can't place the blame on just one person. Everybody has an equal share. Mm-hmm. I want to put that out there. But there is a thing, though. Like, there are straps where people just kind of feed off your energy. They read your, your bio on Instagram. That's true. And then they just dive in and start to reel you in that's with, true. with your, your content. So you can fall in that. So that's yeah. my definition of thirst trap. I don't know if anyone has a different one. Thirst means, you know... I'm just desperate. I'm going to go ahead and go get with whoever I can right there at that point. Because you know what? I haven't had any in a while. I've been in dry fucking well. Weak. And you know what? Weak. Weak. <laughs> and you Weak. know, I'm just trying to get some. So, so thirst trap is, is someone who, who reels you in with their attractiveness and mm-hmm. they just they just want it. Pretty much. Right? You um, know? So have you, have you guys encountered any of those situations? Have I encountered any? I'm going to let one of them go first because, you know, I got a story. Myself, I've seen a lot of shit, especially now that I've been more on the IGs. Oh, okay. I thought, you, I thought for a minute you were about to say I've been on, on like, Tinder. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> I've heard of the Tinders. I've I'm heard of the, the grinder. The grinders. The grinders. No, 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 no. You don't want to go grinder. I don't think. I don't hey, bro, think I respect your sexual orientation. My sexual orientation does grinder. not go on grinder. There you I respect go. those who go on grinder and aspect. Okay, there we go. There we go. I just want to know. I'm just acknowledging. Straight. That I know Grinder is out there. There we go. And I respect it as well. But, I appreciate you know, the wokeness of this conversation. <laughs> right? right? Like you see, said, a lot of people don't think people here in Oakland, California, especially in the deep east, are woke. But we are people, okay? Yeah. Keep I it mean, real. Especially us who are born and raised here, and we get in a lot of gentrificators out yeah. here that, you know, who are claiming to be woke and trying to pull everyone into that wokeness. Which, but, by the way, fuck you all. They just want our real estate. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of uh, natives to Oakland here who have been woke. Aloni land. Aloni land. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm over here looking at different pages and shit. All of a sudden, I get messages like, oh, so-and-so wants to send you a message. So-and-so. And then, of course. in the DM. Well, that's what they're trying to do. And then, of course, I... I'm a woke ass motherfucker, so <laughs> I go first, and this is dropping more knowledge. Drop knowledge, everybody. man. Drop knowledge. First, go to their page before you accept their message, 
go to their page, check them out. A lot of times what I do, if I see that they don't have any posts or very little followers or very little uh, following a lot of people, those to me feel like dust traps and I just tend to block them and restrict their uh, views to my profile. Uh, even though my profile profile is open to the general public. Damn, I didn't think you were that tech savvy. Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to, bro. I'm, I mean, I know I'm not the smartest nigga out here, but I try to be as woke as possible. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I get a lot of that and just try to go about it as best as possible. And, uh, like I said, just block and delete a lot of these people who be trying to pull those dust traps on me. Delete. Delete. Um, thank you for that. Thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, we talk about thirst traps. What the hell is it? Any experience with thirst traps? Thirst traps. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I got the same experience as uh, with the Phoenix. Um, they just try to come up and like, they go like, hey, um, yeah, you want to you wanna see? I got some pictures for you. I really like you. Mm. I like you so much. I want to show you some pictures that I got for you, especially for you. Mm. I took these just for you. Mm. Unfortunately, um, I haven't gotten those offers. I got <laughs> pictures. I just get, you know, fucking emojis of different little shit. Which I don't really speak emoji, so eggplants not cool, not things. cool. Mm. Um, Sometimes, but, yeah, but I mean, a lot of times, like I said, I don't get those. Hey, I like you so much. I want to show you pictures of me. Mm. I got these special pictures I just took with this new lingerie I got. Mm. Yeah, uh huh. And they want you to go to their website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and they include the link and everything, that's, saying, that's "Hey, good. I included you." And there's like group chat of like another thousand thirty-three <laughs> people. Mm. And you're the special one, mm. so I want to send you this link. Either one, thirst trap, yeah, thirst traps, traps man. But in real life, in in uh, IRL, uh, have you guys ever got like a girl that knows you broke up just recently with somebody, mm. and uh, she used to hate your guts, mm. uh, but all of a sudden now she's like wants to like console you. You're the and most beautiful person in the world. Be man. be your bestest friend. Yes, exactly. Like oh man, you're so. Have you been working out, man? Like, yeah. Look at your, your shoulders are like. Yeah, I, I think mm. that's another thirst trap. I, I think that's definitely Jesus. another definition of thirst trap, and also just yes. kind of tying it up to that. I want to say the, the rebound thirst trap. You yeah, know? Yes. yeah. There you go. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie about that though. That can also be a lot of toxic feminism, feminism in that. I mean, you know. I'm sorry. I feel like. Man, there's so much here to unpack. <laughs> I, I mean, this is like you said. You guys saying like this is a lot of new stuff. It's 2020. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of new stuff, and there's still more shit to come within the next couple of weeks, months, possibly even years. And, oh, definitely years. Yeah. Definitely so years. We're, we're we're just all trying to do our best to adapt and. Possibly change because, like I said, a lot of people don't like change, it's too much for them, it's too much for their brains to compute. So, I just, I mean, look, you know what? I was hesitant to dive into this, into this water that boy, that wholesome right. name, but I, I just put my swimsuit on and let's dive in. <laughs> let's go, let's go. You know, let's dive we in. always gotta keep swimming good yeah, at the got, end of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck that I, shit. Just, I just dipped my toe, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, not, it's not, that it's shit. not just, bad. That I'll water's just not... jump into my birth suit. Yeah, bro, you know, let's just dump in there. Well, be careful, good. don't go into the deep end, but um, I just want to dive into this like rebound, um form of toxicity or or whatever that is right okay 
um, because I feel like there is women out there who 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 use relationships as trampolines. Ooh, yeah, I want to name it as a fucking weapon. To be I mean, honest, we we gonna dive into this thing. Oh man, um, as as a weapon, as a trampoline, as a source of. I'm a, I'm a use you as a band-aid. I, I think it's just a source of uh, entertainment sometimes. I think you were right with trampoline. It's just fun. I want to see you jump. You like, know, I, I, want, jump. I, want, I want to see what's on the other side. I, I'm bored. I got nothing else to do. Let me just, yes. I know you just got mad. Yes. Let me come so, in here. So I feel that when you name, in, in your perspective, when you name a woman who, who kind of just haven't talked to you in a while and all of a sudden pops into your life again mm-hmm. and they start naming oh have you been working now you're looking buff mm-hmm. she's trying to butter you up mm-hmm. to get you oh, into her, you know? to get you into <laughs> her ways right to get you into her her into her, her environment her her aura wherever it is mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. but I feel like that comes from a place of of, of not really good intentions a yeah, lot of times. yeah yes and to be honest I like to call those girls Freddy Krueger's you know, they're a dream come true, but at the end of the day, they try to pull you into the darkest. Once you get to the good mind, part, you know? once you get to the good part, that's when all. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't mean they're ugly because these girls are fine no, as they're... fuck. They're ten out of ten and shit, but these Man. girls are also deadly. So Somebody, that's the whole point of why they're Freddy Krueger. Well, well, no, 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 no. Uh, you give it a little too much credit. Like you said, like sometimes it's not good to put anybody, men or female. You know, on that pedestal, because you're setting them up to a point where, or you're setting the situation up to a point where, like, this person is this, 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 and that. And when, like you said, it's just not that reality. I mean, even like, like gold and silver, it goes to 99.99 because it's not 100% perfect. There's Damn. impurities in the, in the in the metal. That's deep. Okay, okay. So Boy, and that's, that's Phoenix true. out here I, dropping I, facts. I, right, right. Mm-hmm. And you I know. agree with that. I agree with that. Nobody in this fucking world is perfect. And those people that try to be perfect and shit, I'm sorry, but y'all trash. That's Oof. all I gotta say. You're just yeah. lying to yourself. Yeah. Let me go back to this question. That was a great analogy, man, about the metal piece. Um, yeah. But let's go back to Poeta Mapache. You said 10 out of 10. Are you talking about from like physical appearance? Or mental attraction What is it that you name 10 out of 10 So for me When it comes to like Rebounds and stuff like that And shit We got We got mental, We got experience on that there, <laughs> Yes we do Yes we do I can tell you that shit For a fact right now So a 10 out of 10 After breaking up And everything Has nothing to do With mental capacity It has nothing to do With going ahead And seeing who the person is Internally It's just pure physical and what I mean with that is this girl knows how to go ahead and wear her makeup. She knows how to go ahead and take them shots. She knows how her angles work and everything. So she's going to reel you in the best way she knows how. And if she doesn't have enough information on you and shit, she's going to go ahead and make sure she can get that shit. How? Can I, can I stop there? How do they get the information? Ooh. Woo. I can tell this you this from a fact because, you know, one of them got a little bit of information from me. I don't know how the fuck she snuck by me, but... Be that way sometimes. And, 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 you know, not all women out there, but... And I don't use this word lightly or often, but... Bitches. Bitch went ahead and went ahead and got me on the cover and shit. I don't know how the fuck she did this she shit. She was a DA. Bitch she was a DA. Fucked up. Double agent. 
So, so there's a thing though, like not all women are like that. Some women are really down and they're just waiting for their opportunity to go ahead and get you. Mm. So it's difficult to go ahead and gauge it. And that's why you need the people around you who know you to be able to help you out with that from time to time. I'm not saying all the time because it's not a right thing. Even if you're a close fucking friend, even if you're the only fucking friend that person has, sometimes you need to fucking step back and let them make their own decisions. But there's those times that your friend is really going to fucking need you there. And whether they name it or not, you need to be able to go ahead and call that. That goes, that's, that's great. Yeah, so they're out to get me? Well, because, I mean, that, it, it, it's it's funny you mentioned something like that because I was thinking about that throughout our whole conversation about uh, a good friend, a great friend of ours, like almost family, uh, who, um, like you said, back in high school, uh, we had a similar situation where a friend of ours broke up, or his girlfriend at the time broke up with him. And he was devastated. He was broken. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. I'm talking about depressed to a point where, like, as a good friend, I wanted to do, and and, and my other brother, we wanted to do the best we can, you know, to be a good friend for him and be there. So in our minds, we're like, we're going to play Cupid and try to get them back together. Oh, you were like, you were like creating the we, environment. We were trying to, we were trying to, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we were just going back and forth, you know, being the middleman, the, 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 the messengers between them two. And, uh, basically it was the bandaid between all the cracks that were happening. Yeah. The you know, we were the duct tape. You could say that. I say it's enabling. Yeah. And they got together again and. Looking at the relationship now, how it ended. Oh, they back now. Uh, they, they well, at the time they were, but the end. The relationship just took a really bad turn, unfortunately, um, to a point where they're at this moment not together, and they both been through a lot through the relationship. And thinking back about it is like, my our intentions were good, because we wanted to help. A person we love and care about. Um, Two people. Well, kind of, yeah. We cared about both of them because... Yeah, we cared had, about both of them. But we, we had one close... Of them, be honest. I yeah, we had close them. relationships with both of them. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, um, it unfortunately didn't work out. And, yeah, I mean... And it plays into life experiences, you know. A lot of times, life will take you through different roads, different uh, obstacles. Some people want to call them whatever you want to call it. Um, sometimes we come out winners. Sometimes we come out, you know, losers. And I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people don't like to use that word or have that word used, uh, losers. But I mean. But at it the end of the be, day, you can become the Pokemon master. Yeah, yeah. You could be, uh, you know, Ash Ketchum or whoever it is nowadays. No, it's catch still Ash. Motherfucker's still catch fucking 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Man. yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just one of those things where it's just life experiences. I mean, from my experience, I've learned as well. And I know a lot of people see this as kind of cliche or kind of like you're fucking wrong, but my experience, even the fucked up shit, the 
down to earth, you know, monstrosity shit that happens to a person in their life, depending on how they look at it, could either be a positive lesson or a negative lesson. I, I want to pay it back on that and, and open the space to kind of talk a little bit more about when we come from a place that is broken, right? Like growing up as a, as a young adult, young male of color in a broken environment. Um, and then you walk into a relationship, maybe at, a, at an early stage of your life, or maybe when you are in your 30s, you know, yeah. you walk into a relationship and you feel like that person is everything to you, which that's already a mistake, right? That person should not be everything to you. Mm -hmm. But not knowing all this knowledge that we're dropping right now, you walk into a relationship and you feel like this is the person that's gonna fulfill me, this is the person that is everything to me. But then, and that person starts dropping the L word, you start dropping the, the love word too without knowing what that means. And then the rug gets pulled from under you. Yeah, I made that choice mistake. I feel like a lot of us have gone through that, right? And it's hard to acknowledge that that was a mistake and also was a realization to what not to do and the work that you need to put into yourself yeah. comes from that, right? Um, just, just anecdote, like I was in a relationship for about six months um, with this like beautiful, amazing person. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Uh, and and I want to echo what uh, Puerto Mapacho said. Like right after the relationship, things went south. It was really bad, um, partially because I make mistakes. But you know, things are in the past already. Uh, but I just want to say that even even looking back at that, I feel like I took that as a, as a lesson curve for myself, and understand that I cannot just dive in, no parachute, jump into something that I know. It can end up biting me in the ass, for se, right? Um, even though it feels beautiful, even though I tell you, like the destiny. feeling of being bit in the ass feels good too. Just saying. <laughs> even though, just saying. I mean, get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like it comes bite you in the ass. But sometimes it feels like destiny. Sometimes true, it true. feels like it's meant to be. Yeah. But you gotta remember that you hold your control, you hold the remote, and you gotta navigate the space like you. Right, like exactly. so. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I just want to put that out there because a lot of times we walk into relationships thinking this is it, yep. this is the one, mm -hmm. and when things just get shaken and pulled under you, it feels like the end of the world. It really does. Yeah, you're right about that one. Relationships, just diving into this last piece. Relationships are tough, you know. Um, and I just want to echo that when we come from broken places, we try to put our pieces together in a relationship. Right. That's true. And then um, sometimes a relationship just ends up breaking us even more. Mm. Mm. Say that say, say that louder for the people in the back. Honestly, mm. sometimes a relationship ends up breaking us even more. And I ended up learning that the hard way. Um, the Texas girl was actually a way to go ahead and try to get over everything that happened. Um, I had previously lost my brother. And I was trying to find something that fulfilled me. Or something that went ahead and took over that spot because me and this brother were the ones that were born basically one year apart and he was the closest thing that I had to like a best friend back then and when I lost him it was kind of difficult to go ahead and figure out where I needed to be where I needed to go and this person seemed like the right person to go ahead and like get me to where I wanted to be and that's where I come up saying where 
it could be easy to go ahead and get into a new relationship, but it's hard to continue the honeymoon or to continue the illusion that that relationship's a good one for you when you know damn right that the relationship is not working out for you and it's a toxic thing to go ahead and keep it within your heart or within your pocket to pull out whenever you need it. Mm. That's powerful, man. I, I also just want to name, you know, with that subject that when the relationship ends, you go through a, a, a period of what I call riding the dragon. Um, <laughs> where, where you get, where you just end up really, really, really hateful towards that person. That's true. Right? You just true. hate their guts. And I mean, it comes with, with, with the territory. It comes with like, because you feel like you've been lied to, right? And, and you start to put all the blame on that person. You start to say, man, that person did this to me. I can't believe they did that. Without really pointing the fingers at you. Because you want to feel validated by everybody around you. Um, but it just feels like you just want to hate. Like, for example, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, when I broke up with this woman, I did a mixtape just about dropping, like, just punchlines about her. And, and, and now I reflect and I was like man that was so toxic <laughs> like I so, 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 wait, so wait though so wait though do you mind if I go ahead and give a little bit more concept yeah, on that one of the things I've learned so, sorry to interrupt but one of the things I've, and I mean we've all I'm pretty sure we've all heard of it it yep. was like where a lot of cats in that type of situation that environment they're, like you said their mentality goes negative and hate to a point where and a lot of probably a lot of listeners have you know gone through this knowing it as Fuck bitches, get money. Mm. To a point where they... they Famous they, last words, I can say that right now. They, I mean, it's like, I know not... It's not nothing new. I mean, so many people have put that out there. Um, Master P was one of those cats. <laughs> you are definitely a, a fan hey, of Master P. Hey, definitely. Hey, definitely. Uh, you know, as I said, it's what I've been brought up with. It's one of those things. And, of course, you know, we break that cycle. But, I mean, a lot of times people, you know go through that like you said that negative uh mentality where they start feeling hate towards this person um and yeah it sucks but sometimes like you said you just gotta ride that dragon and get through it ride the dragon man (laughs) it's just for me it was it was i didn't realize i was being toxic because at first it just felt like I needed to get everything out of my heart, how I felt, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things is like through poetry and music. But then now I look back at the songs and I was like, that was some hateful words that I used towards her. And she doesn't deserve that. Even though she created a lot of a lot of damage in me, she created a lot of pain. Yeah, she, she brought forth a lot of the hostility, basically. Yes, yes. And 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 I reflect on that and I apologize to her. Um, shout out to her. But I feel like it takes two to create that damage, right? So yeah. um, that's true, and it, it takes, takes two. two to tango. Well, it takes two to heal. It's like it, it goes through a moment where like it's self love. If you can't, like I said, a lot of stuff sounds kind of you know corny and cliche, but if you can't love yourself, then how do you expect somebody else to love you? How can you expect somebody somebody else to you know to 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 be able to be that person you fall in love with? Mm-hmm. Um, like you're saying, like finding it's like almost like trying to find closure, finding that the two people healing. Um, you guys know, you know, one of my exes, um, 
She lives in Texas. Uh, no, she does not she live, live in Texas. She Pennsylvania is the place. Pennsylvania. No, no, no. This, no, this is not Pennsylvania. But this if is uh, you said. Yeah, yeah she's, she's straight up. She's straight up. Uh, from from the bay. Okay. Um, you want to put give her a plug? Uh, give her uh, a shout out. No, it's up to you. You can't no, yeah, name it. Like it's not, up to you. Because I don't even know where she's at now. Okay. I mean, okay. You know, but um, I mean, like I said, you guys know her. I mean, shit, we lived together for a while. Oh, we know. Mm-hmm. We know. Oh, we know. So you like, caught them. So like oh, I we said, know. Oh, so like oh, oh. Said, that's a whole other. That's a whole other. That's a whole other episode. From that, from that experience, I'll I'll drop a little knowledge on that. From that experience, so we were together. We were contents. trying to do the best as we can, you know. And of course, there was a big issue with uh, mental disorder. Mm. Where within the relationship, everything at the beginning, like you guys said, it felt like the honeymoon phase. And she had great with everything. No, Wait, not was this the honeymoon stage, the, or was the, it? Well, of course, or was it the honey pot stage? A lot of times at the beginning, two different at things. the beginning, of course, at the beginning, it feels like the honeymoon stage. Honey pot, but uh, honey pot is tricking the, the person the to think that you're in uh, it for everything, but in reality, you're in it for your own self. Honey pot. Yeah, honey but pot. Like, I said, like throughout the relationship, I started noticing little things like you know her. Uh, Emotional outbursts. Mm. One moment she'll be happy, the next she'll be like fucking crying over some situation. And I was like, okay, you know, she might be going through some shit. You know, I'm gonna be a supportive boyfriend and try to be there for her. But then I noticing, you know, the mood changes started going on more and more often to a point where I had to ask her, this is about six months already into the relationship. I'm like, look, is everything all right? And at that point, I guess she felt comfortable or she felt uh, she had me at a point where it's like, hey, he can't leave me at this point. I don't you're know. Locked, I, you're I, locked, I, I, like, locked in. You want lockdown? Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Well, Literally. Pregnant, but at that point. Yeah. Well, it could be that. Yeah. yeah. And then at that point, well, she she admitted to me that, look, I've been diagnosed being bipolar. Did she tell you that before? Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm saying. She did not tell me that at the beginning of the relationship. And at that part as well, I'm kind of at fault because I did not ask any questions. I just fell in love with her, you know, personality at the moment and her physical appearance, you know, tickle bitties. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. Again, where- we acknowledge that we are not perfect. You know, and it was just one of those things where, you know, we were just at that point and she tells me this and in my head I was thinking, it's like, you know, if you would have told me this, I, I, I would have rather you tell me this at the beginning because this is pivotal information. Wait, um, let me, let me stop you there. Would that information have changed the way you felt about her? It could have played a part, but the fact that that decision was taken away from me. That that that's what what kind of played a big issue between us, and a lot of times I I admit it almost felt like she she got off on because she would tell me about her how her ex would physically you know injure her. Which, if a lot of you guys are new to the dating life and everything, if the girl talks about her ex a lot, that's a red flag. Yeah. Throw, yeah. throw it in the air. Throw it in the air. So they will, you know, they they will pretty much get into it, an argument, 
from verbally to physically, and it got to a point where I almost felt like she kind of got off on that, where she would try to push me to that point where I would physically put hands on her and do stuff to her and hurt her. Like, she liked, she wanted that type of pain, oh but she God. didn't want to tell me exactly. Is that toxic femininity? It is. Uh, it could, In a way. Yeah, it could play. Uh, I mean, it has, That's you know, basically her taking your decision away to make your own choice mm -hmm. and forcing your hand to do something to her. Okay. I mean, so that's toxic masculinity, uh, toxic feminism is what that is. And it got um, to a point where we were just like, you know, going back and forth and she, she cheated on me and come to find out she cheated me on me with her ex. And of course I was upset and I'm not afraid to admit I was bitter. I was mad. I was angry. I was there, you know, just anger and hate towards her. Excuse me. Sorry. I had a few drinks. Um, but um, it was getting to a point where I was just like feeling so negative towards her. And then once, you know, I actually reached out to her and tried to find some type of closure. Wait, after the whole breakup? After the whole breakup. Um, it was a pretty bad breakup. And of course, during the breakup, she was like uh, trying to tell me what I wanted to hear, that she'll change, that this and that. And uh, I mean, I, I, I let her know, I was like, you know, don't change for me, change for yourself. Mm. For you to have a better life for yourself. Because unfortunately, this is over. Se acabó. Se acabó. You know. So at this point, we were just like, hmm? we were done. And like I said, we were trying. I, I, for me, I felt I needed some type of closure. And I brought that up to her when we met up for this, you know, closure. I brought that fact up. I was like, look, I found out I, literally you had your ex pull up in front of my house, our house at the time, and drop you off. In front of our house. And her way of playing is like, oh, well, she pretty much felt like we might be able to get back together. And when I brought that up to her, she was pretty much playing like. The I innocent say, game? No, she was playing pendeja. Like, I don't know what it's you're okay, talking name about. It's okay, name it, bro. Name it. I don't, I don't Do know. Do not like, be afraid what, of what name you, shit what here. Are you, what are you talking about? I never. The, uh, there was no red Chevy. There was no... After that, I was just like, you know what? In my head, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I I'm never going to get that that closure, that, 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 that answer I'm looking for. So there's no reason for me to pursue that type of uh, answer, that closure. So after this, we're done. I mean, I was a gentleman and respectful, and I paid for lunch at the moment and after that she tried to you know be all sensual and you know try to maintain com you know communication with each other and I told her yeah no it's not gonna happen and I walked away walked and away. she just she she I don't know how she felt at the moment like I said at, but at that moment whether it was the closure I was looking for or not I did get some type of closure but 
Not really. And I, to myself at that moment, was thinking, it's just not going to happen. And for me to try to go seeking for that, it's just, it's not the answer. So it's just best to just try to move on and look at it as a positive lesson and try to do the best I can. I mean, it is what it is. This is Dr. Galactica. Once again, this is where things come out, up in the air. It's good, bro. It's years later, and we are here today. Um, I want to transition with that, right? You said she tried to apologize. What is no, she, well, she, she didn't. She didn't apologize. Make it clear. Make she it clear. didn't apologize. She, she tried to twist the story she tried around. To, she oh, they tried to, to, to hang it, like try to try to get pretty much. She tried to get back together. Oh, okay. yeah. So she tried to twist the story around so it can be beneficial to her point mm. of view of everything. So she can go ahead and have a story and a background, so she can go ahead and have a future with this other Got person. It. Got it. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, right, it brings us to the next point, which is when when a woman moves on and the relationship is done. But then she continues to come back. What is what is your response to that? Is that toxic? Does that mean that that person still wants to hold control over you? What is your take on it? I think it's very toxic. I think that's that's somebody that's trying to keep you in, in a in a dark place, whether they know it or not. I, I think they're just having fun. Like to them, it's just fun just to see you squeal, squirm around a little bit, just well, imagining. Yeah. Imagining your stuff, I know. I know a couple of them that come up. And they just, they just text you out of nowhere and go like, "Okay, I just want to let you know that you know, you win." I'm like, yeah. I win what? I wasn't playing a game. And you fall into in our, their game. In our generation have been brought up to believe, and a lot of us men have also been brought up to believe in this generation where women are smarter than men. You know, and it it does play a factor, a big factor, or. Uh, women are more mature than men and it does play a big factor but at the same time like you said it's just one of those things where a lot of women like to play games and vice versa men try to do the same thing uh, those men who do that from what so, I've experienced before we move on to that I want to go ahead and reword that because from my experience and everything women are not smarter than men because they make the same fucking mistakes no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and that's they're and more that's, emotional aware. And that's why, I, like, I made that correction where women are more mature. Yeah, men. but mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're more able to endure the the. I like to think about it as they're able to the process blows of emotional, you know. Exactly, they're yeah. able to process things in a better way because from a younger age, at least from my understanding, from the women that I've talked to. They were taught directly from the mother, and that's one of those things where it's like I've 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 learned the definition of riding the dragon from a lot of women dealing with that type of uh, uh, um, emotional uh, distraught that they've been mm-hmm. going through. I think um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with this one. Last last question, I think. Um, in our lives, we go through a lot of pain, a lot of struggles, and we are all raised differently, and we come from different upbringings, right? That is that is a fact. Um, we all have different privilege. But in relationships, I feel that it takes a toll when you come from broken places. I just want to keep echoing that because I sure. feel like it gets dismissed when, when people are in a relationship, and it's beautiful. But you got to remember that we come from a broken place, acknowledge that, and then move forward knowing that you are not a perfect person and the relationship might have some some holes, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, now as a, as a 30 year old, right? 30, 35, of course, of course. 36, 31. Um, what, what is your ideal, ideal relationship looks like uh, in this time of your life, right? What is, what is your expectation, if you have any? What is your, this is like my go-to. This is where I see myself in a relationship and this is the role that I will play as a, as a woke person, as a person who, who is understanding more and more about the toxic masculinity and the way we navigate life. What, how do you see yourself um, in a relationship now, right? Um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and transition with each poet thing. Kind of give me your, your, your lowdown of like, how do you see yourself? Do you even see yourself in a relationship? In a relationship that satisfies society. What I mean by that is being with someone in a monogamous relationship with that solid person forever. Or do you feel like nah, that is not my thing? So I would just open it up. Uh, anybody who wants to take that question, that's the last one for tonight. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I guess I can go ahead and take this up uh, first. So lately I've actually been listening to this artist. Uh, her name is uh, Lauren Babic. Uh, you can find her on YouTube and everything. Uh, her song is If You Can't Hang. Uh, it's a cover. And the lyrics that really got to me from her song were... I found a girl at 17. I thought I can go ahead and give her everything, so I did, and she turned out to be a cheat. At the end, it turns out this person finds another person who's equally as like fucked up as himself and basically does the same thing, but then this person ends up giving the same thing back instead of just taking. And I guess that's basically what I'm looking for. If I give you 100% of myself, I want the same thing in return. Thank you, thank you, boy, Pamapache. Uh, yeah, same question to boy, that hoser. Uh, yeah, do you see yourself in a relationship? What type of ambience, environment do you see yourself creating in there? Oh, uh, my, my ideal relationship right now would be, you know, I would want to be with someone who's willing to put in some work into the relationship, knowing that, like we already acknowledged today, nobody's perfect. We're going to communicate, we're going to work together, we're going to work together to build a relationship, build something together, you know, get a place together, whatever what you guys want to do, or, or, you know, just work to build something together, something that we can both have. Um, but as of right now, I don't see that happening, man. I, I, I think I'm not really ready for a relationship right now. Reflecting and everything, I'm like, nah. Um... I think uh, I'm, I'm better on my own. I can focus on other things, other projects. Um, but that's not to say, you know, I'm not willing to. Uh, uh, I, I would say ha have friends, you know. Keeping the door open. Keeping that door open. So, you know, you never know who yeah. might drop by. You never know who is the one. Um, who's the Neo? Who's, who's the, the one, Neo? The one who doesn't need no one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, nice. that, that's where I'm at right now. Cool, thank you, thank you. Uh, Poeta Phoenix, man, you've been on fire today. I just want to say is that. True. You've that been is like true. dropping facts. Uh, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm just speaking from my experiences. I can't, you know, say anything else. I, I mean, I'm not saying I know everything about life because I don't. I'm learning still, 35, still picking shit up. And one of those things I've learned is like, yeah, like I said before, after a breakup, I went through those different phases. Peace, justice, and love for everybody. 
So, so uh, just to just to round it up, right? What you foresee yourself in a relationship is a person who is respectful, open yeah. to other other um, points of views, points of views, um, yeah. and be willing to just like go through it. Yeah, accept what comes you know, your way. Yeah. Yeah, you said, as a heterosexual male, yeah, you know, I was just like would like to see that and. Uh, Charlie said, try to just make the best of it. As of right now, I mean, I'm just working on myself. Mm. And I've been working on myself for a while, but like I said, everybody's different. Yep. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Dropping the live knowledge tonight. I, I just want to say that for me, when you talk about a future relationship, right? I'm going to put it out there on record tonight. Um, they say that a lot of the common themes that we hear is like love, right? Like I want to say, if I put love out there, I want it to be reciprocated mm-hmm. or I want the same kind of energy to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually want to defer to, I want the person to love themselves and what I need from that person is loyalty, right? Yeah. And the reason why I say this is because love, like I can be here and saying, I got love for you. I got love for y'all. But then I go ahead and do something completely opposite that might damage you, it damage your whole family, and I can come back and sit here and be like, I did because I love you, man. Like, I, I went and, and, and fucked up your car because it's not a good car for you, but I love you. You know, I love you. I have to do that for you. But I love you, <laughs> and you're trying to drive away from me, yeah. so I had to blow I your car to. up. I had to. I know? made sure you were safe, though. Slush but, but I make that decision to, like, because I love you, you know? Yeah. And I feel like when you get caught up in relationships, people people tend to do that. Like, like man... I love you. I did that because I love you. But so what I'm saying is that I want you to love yourself yeah. because when it comes down to loyalty, I know that you can be upset at me. I know you can be like, man, this this dude is, is did something messed up to me. But your loyalty is going to be like, I'm going to ride with you and we're going to have a conversation because it wasn't right. So I need that loyalty and I need you to love yourself. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a great round conversation here tonight. Uh, it is it's great content here. I want to appreciate all of you. We're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, any shout outs you guys want to give out? I just want to go ahead and shout out everybody that stuck by me and stuff through all these hard times and everything. You know, I actually want to throw out a name out there and everything because I know this person, once I mentioned that we had a podcast, this person went ahead and listened to every single one of the episodes right away. And... She did not go ahead and give any negative feedback or any of the sort, even though she knew that I'm the kind of person that likes to go ahead and have feedback. So, Jenny, thank you for listening to everything. Love you. You're an amazing person. I got you. All right. Feel the love, bro. I feel, feel that love. love. I, did you guys feel that? I feel the way. It's palpable. It's right now. Today is Friday. I've had a Moscow Mule. Oh. I've had a couple of other drinks. Plus some shots. It's here tonight. It's still Friday. Oh, man. Uh, it's still Friday for another 26 oh. minutes. Um, any other shout outs? Uh, what's that restaurant we got our food from? Oh, uh, that is VNTN oh, Cafe over yeah, here on... Yeah. Oh, no, no, VNTN. Delicious food all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Thank you for now and then. Shout out to Universe. Love you. Uh, <laughs> Shiva, else. I hail you. Yeah. You know, shout out to the great creator for always watching over us and guiding us. 
even though you know we're that horse that you lead to water, but we don't want to drink. But uh, hey, I'm gonna yeah, drink. Okay. I'm always thirsty. <laughs> There's a trap. There's a trap. There's a trap. <laughs> nice, man. You know, I was just a shout out to everybody who's listening and let you know that you're not alone. We're all going through life, and uh, we all go through our own experiences. Just uh, don't let it be a negative le- lesson. Yeah, we want to wrap it up with that. Um, making sure that always find the positive things in life, and and understand that there's different ways to elevate. Um, there's not only one way. There's multiple ways, and find your lane. Um, once again, this is Noche Galactica. I'm Poeta Galactico. I'm Poeta Mapache. This is Poeta Hoser. Poeta Phoenix. Have a great night. Bam. Peace.